This podcast is a Bendy Geddig Media production. Hello, I'm Michael Sheen, and you are listening to a Touchline Rant podcast. I can get is that, that possible one way? Can you just set it up so someone's behind you the entire time playing a didgeridoo? Good night, goodbye, hello. This is Luke, the Touchline Ramp Podcast, episode 233. No DJ Willie this week. No DJ Willie, so, you know, if you've come for him, you might as well fuck off now, because there's nothing for you. However, I am absolutely delighted to inform you that this week I'm joined by soon-to-be father of two, Steve. How are you? Oh, so good. Thanks, Luke. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. It's nice to have you back on. You, you, you've you, been missed when you haven't been on, especially because Cassie has basically ransacked the place. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what's happened. Yeah. Um, it sounded like it too from the last ones I've listened to. Absolutely yeah, run rushed on over the whole job. Wanking and over Toy Story pictures. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a shit, mate. Absolutely it has. Shit. It has completely gone to shit. Um, I'm also joined by uh, Mr. Mitchell Gatt. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, we're here to restore some order to this joint. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does feel... It does feel... Also, it's Christmas, so Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Christmas. Happy Christmas, everyone, yeah. yeah. To you and your kin, obviously. Um, and this week... We're going to go back old school. We're going to have proper format. Let's try. Let's see what happens. Um, I I suggest that we first discuss the World Cup final, which I think is one of the greatest games of football. Certainly I've ever seen. It was... It was in front, and everyone keeps saying, oh, for the last... for the second half. No, it only works in its entirety. (laughs) Because... Oh, yeah. You know, it's. I argued with someone in that it, you have. Yes, okay, the first half wasn't as exciting as the second half. However, the second half was only that exciting because of the first half. You know? Absolutely, and exactly. I, would argue, I would argue that the be- one of the best team goals I've ever seen was scored in that first half with the Argentina's second goal. Argentina's second was stunning. The, the way every every touch, apart from one, which I think was the Messi pass in there which was easily the best one he yep. took a touch and then passed it was one touch down mm-hmm. to the finish it was like i think six passes from the defense up to the final and then the final touch into the goal um but yeah, it's beautiful it's beautiful i've never seen anything like it um it was amazing and that that messy that first touch before he then gave that pass which is amazing actually was crucial because it, it just drew the a couple of extra French players yeah. in and allowed him to release. Um yeah, it was immense. Well I, I need to I need to admit something. 
on on this podcast that's connected to this. It's a safe space. A little bit tangential. Did they give you an erection? <laughs> that's not what I'm about to talk about. No, I'm fine. not going to confirm or deny that. Um, I was always a Ronaldo over a Messi in the Messi-Ronaldo great debate. That's controversial. The last four or five weeks, his, Ronaldo's attitude uh, and the way that he's conducted himself with the interview, the way he's been at Manchester United uh, and just generally his reluctance to listen to his body and, and recognise his waning power uh, has made me completely flip. And I fortunately had this realisation like about a week ago. And so I was able to see this final in a completely new light, in the light of like Messi, basically, in the glow of Messi. Because I think, obviously, I under- appreciate how good he is, but I hadn't ever like done it. I'd always done it through like a biased lens. Do you know what I mean? Where I was yeah. like, no, I like, he's, he's good, but I don't think he's as good as everyone thinks he or it's I don't I personally don't think he's as good as, as Ronaldo and how good everyone thinks he is. But after like fucking off Ronaldo, I've just been like I'm I'm all there. I'm I'm in the camp of Messi. I'm like but <laughs> I want to be at the bottom of the steps worshiping first. <coughs> Messi is it, it's in that this World Cup has highlighted it. And if you can't directly compare two of the greatest ever players that have the same platform. If anything, Portugal's squad is stronger than Argentina's pound for pound and they couldn't do it. And it's mainly because of those key players. Messi has so much influence in that Argentina team. It feels like they play with him now, right? Yeah. Whereas whereas Portugal play in spite of him. The best result Portugal had in this World Cup was without Ronaldo. And uh, yeah, for me, it's it's an absolute no-brainer now. But yeah, this World Cup does work out for someone like me who, on if no one was, if you went back through our back catalogue, it's four and a half years with podcasts. There's no point; you'll lose your mind if you listen to these in backwards order. Jesus Christ! Um, but at some point on the pod, I argued that it was no longer who was the best, and we're talking to say about two years ago, maybe. It wasn't a case. It's no longer a case of who's better, Messi or Ronaldo. It had very quickly become, for me personally, a question of who's better, Messi or Mbappe. Mm. Mbappe has been, as for me, is the story. Messi is there. I think the problem. I was going to say Mbappe is the story of this tournament. Messi's obviously winning it is obviously the story of this tournament. But I've Messi's one of the very few people I've seen absolutely destroy Manchester United. And me still be able to appreciate it because mm-hmm. as a football fan, because he's he's the best thing I've ever seen. Like he's the best footballer I've ever watched mm. and has been for a while. Um and Mbappe showing up and being like, like people doubt Mbappe, and I literally don't know why. The man is astonishing. He's he's phenomenal. Like so twenty three years old as well. Uh, t- yeah, twenty three. It's like when PSG paid all that money for him. I remember watching the mo- when he was in that Monaco side <clears throat> and watching that Monaco team play. It was a, a, a breathtaking team, and PSG went out and put their money and literally what was it, one hundred and sixty five million or something, all all in. They did, they, they paid an, a ludicrous amount of money for someone who was very young, but they knew who what they were buying. They knew. 
you know, and it's, um, I'm going to throw one out to Mitch here. How long until Mbappe grows weary at PSG? <laughs> um, well, I think if he's getting paid, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It always helps if you get a new contract every now and then. But do you reckon um, that he's going to get to a point where almost like Neymar at Barca? Yeah, I, I think that, that I think the fact that Messi, that all this sort of talk of Messi needing that World Cup to sort of underscore his career almost and his greatness, I think that you think that something like that, that talk, then translates to you know Mbappe looking at his career and how many trophies he can win, and obviously PSG win their win their domestic league a lot. But the issue is always with PSG, that's never in question. Mm. I think they, they're going to be up there whether they've got Mbappe or not. It's all about the, the Champions League for them. And I think if he's turning around and seeing other sides continually win that trophy ahead of him at PSG, I think his head will get, will get turned. You know, I think there'll always be that Real Madrid spectre in, in hovering over him. So I think, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if... If PSG are, are mm. champions leagueless in the next season, um, whether you know they are looking for um, for a move elsewhere, so he can he can start to to add some trophies to his um, yeah his his accolade list. Yeah. If he if they bought him for 165 mil, whenever that was, like two three years ago, how much is he worth now? Oh, it's extortionate. Extortionate amounts. It's, it's, it's got to be. A, it's going to be an absurd transfer. Real Madrid would. They'd have to pay like. I reckon it would be the first plus two hundred million. Easy. Easy. Two, uh, yeah, wouldn't doubt. Which is bonkers when you consider monetarily that obviously the new the new sort of comparison that people are trying to make is Haaland and Mbappe, and Haaland just went for fifty mil. Yeah. It's bonkers, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. They will... Uh, 180 million euros, the deal was. He was wow. 19. But it's... The... I mean, I mean, okay, yeah, Harlan was 57 million, but that was... There was a clause, wasn't there, in the, yeah. in the contract. Um, if if Harlan's on an open market, I mean, don't forget, Mbappe's not long signed the contract at PSG yeah. as well. Which adds will will add value on top of the transfer fee as well. Mm. Um, I said I said that 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 Argentina goal was the best goal. I did stipulate that it was the best team goal because that <coughs> Mbappe volley was oh, so good. Stunning. Am I um, am I being am I being unfair by saying Martinez could have got a stronger hand to it? Oh no, or, I don't think you are. I think he definitely could have. Mm. I, I'm always wary of criticising goalkeepers because it is the most difficult position to play. And Martinez won them that World Cup. Messi didn't win it from, you know, Martinez did with his with his save Dave. late yeah. on in normal time. Oh yeah, stunning, um, save. absolutely stunning. And he's not to mention his antics in the penalty shootout. <laughs> yeah. Um, are we all fans of Martinez in the penalty shootout? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Box office. If it was yeah, happening exactly. to my if it was happening to my team, I fucking wouldn't be. But if, if that <laughs> yeah. was if that was in, mm-hmm. if that was England on the other side of that penalty loss, I'd be fucking livid. But 
to see it happen into France, not a problem at all. Really happy. I'm genuine um, listener uh, contribution, I guess, here. Um, someone, <laughs> so I was speaking to someone this week who listens uh, to the pod. And he said that when he was in, he played like, you know, sort of to a certain level, not professionally of any stretch, but he played football week in, week out. Um, and he said he, their goalkeeper was always pre-game trying to work out what their penalty taker's mum's name was. And he only found, and every now and again, he'd find out, but it would, they'd have to be like, <laughs> so... Uh, if they got a penalty and he'd managed to work out what their mum's name was, he'd go up, but he wouldn't be How's disrespectful. How's he doing this? Is he, like, going and, like, rooting through their bins? So he'd, start, he'd start... Um, he'd get someone in the crowd to be, like, just chatting with other people and be like, oh, goalkeeper, is that, is that Linda's boy or make up a name? And they'd be like, no. Like, oh, what's his mother's name? I'm sure I know. Carolyn's boy, yeah. And stuff like that. So it wouldn't happen every week, but every now and again, people within would be able to... So then, if there was ever a penalty, he'd get to go up to him and be like, you know, oh, uh, Linda... Spoke to Linda today. And they'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> she told you, don't miss. <laughs> That's amazing. And then he'd, like, back away. <laughs> wow, that was fucking... That would psych me out. Big Imagine time. if you just play in, like... You know, yeah. like semi-professional level football, and you rock up one day to a game, and you win a penalty, and you're like, "Great, I can do it!" And the goalkeeper goes, oh, <laughs> "I spoke to Jane today." <laughs> I thought you were going to go somewhere Don't else me. with that. I thought it was going to be much filthier than that, but I think <laughs> no the, 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 the psychological thriller element of it, I think, is even even scarier. I love the yeah. idea of him just being like she said, don't miss, and then just backing away but not losing eye contact. Yeah. I so don't know, that would and get then be like and then be like, Good luck, mate. Double thumbs up, walking away. I'd be turning around and just being like, nah, it's gone. Yeah. I'd be gone. I'd be gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. I just wanna briefly with view of time constraints, briefly. Something neat seems to have caused a stir on the internet this week, mm. which I didn't even consider watching the game and watching the presentation. Didn't even cross my mind. Didn't even cross my mind. Um, the robe that was put on Messi. Um, I genuinely don't know why anyone would care. Unless it's, mm. unless it's because the only thing that I can think of is objection to the nation hosting the World Cup? I, d I don't know. It just felt like... It, it felt, to me, anyway, it didn't feel like political. It felt symbolic. So in no way different to if someone came to Wales and we put a leak badge on them. <laughs> Do you know what I, I mean? For me, I, I did a bit of reading about this. Um, and so apparently the cloak is uh, a symbolic thing that normally is only reserved for members of the royal Qatari royal family. Uh, I think it's called a bisht or a besht? Bisht, yeah. And in Qatari sort of tradition, it is uh, royal family, but also um, was traditionally given to the like 
most tri like the triumphant warrior upon their return. So it's a it's got hugely significant connotations in Qatari culture for leaders, winners, you know, all that sort of stuff. Mm. So I can understand why it was done, and I've seen. Uh, it reported in through different lenses across social media and, and media outlets. I think that what you said, Luke, is right. I think that a lot of the ire that it's drawn from people has come through the lens of people who didn't want Qatar to have the World Cup in the first place or yeah. don't agree with, you know. And I think for a lot of those reasons are right like they've got a terrible human rights record everything we've spoken about before and everybody's reiterated numerous times during this world cup however that effectively that part of their culture as far as i'm aware i haven't done extensive research on this but from what i've read about the reporting around this doesn't really have anything to there's no negative in terms of what everyone else is lambasting qatar for to do with this fish um so it's it's just a sort of like a declaration of honor of honor for Messi down yeah, to so there's so there's there's that lens but i th i think some of the like the sad thing is a lot of people who may be wanting to <clears throat> paint it with a racist lens have sort of been like, oh, well, they covered up the Argentina shirt, and that's ridiculous. It's never yeah, been done before. The you don't see you don't see someone winning the FA Cup and chucking a coat on and covering up their Chelsea kit or whatever. Like it, it's, and for me, it's it's that sort of little. I'm saying little Britain because we're in Britain, but it could be from whatever fucking country because I've seen it across numerous nations, media outlets. That very like little Britain attitude of finding something finding a potential loophole to complain about something racist through what you could deem as a non-racist outlet, if that makes sense. But effectively, yeah. that's what it is. It's, 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 it's shaming another person's culture um, and saying that it's crap, but it's not it's fairly innocent, I think. And, and Messi took it with good grace. I, I think he, he understood and, and, you know, there was no hint of any issues from his point of view and the rest of the team. I will say it looks weird. I mean, I, I'm not for or against it, but Do it look, does look odd looking at it. This the is another there. argument that I saw quite a bit on Twitter, is that people were saying stuff like, oh, but they, they, he's been robbed of his moment of lifting the World Cup with his national shirt. No, he hasn't. I've seen fucking thousands of yeah. pictures of Messi yeah. lifting the World Cup in his <clears throat> national shirt. He posted a picture of him waking up in bed with the World Cup. Yeah. The, big, the bigger problem I have no one robbed Messi of is the, the bigger problem, I've got more of a problem with people like that Salt Bay chef coming on the pitch and trying to grab Messi all the time and grab the grabbing the World Cup and getting photos of him. I don't know who invited him on I, there, I, but I have a bigger problem with that than the Bish. Oh, yeah, 100%. Salt bay What's he doing there? Doing the fucking salt thing. Do you know what I mean? You look like a T-Rex, son. What the fuck? I don't, see. I don't know how this See man... Messi's face when he's grabbing him. Messi's like, who's this clown? Yeah, apparently he pied him off. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. yeah he did. Um, yeah, I just I just thought it was odd. I, thought, I think he looks a bit like a boxer. What I just, what I find, what I am getting, um, just to sort of 
Also, what happened recently, uh, we won't get into it because I'll talk for ages about it, but Ander Herrera did the United podcast. And when he talked about leaving United, he started crying. And I saw people mm. online, United, like, you know, fans and, and writers and whatever, some of them, all the proper, really pro United block on Twitter, being like, fuck him. He didn't care. He left us for money to go to PSG. Like, what? What are you on about? You do realise that this man was employed to do a job at a football club that you adore, but he doesn't have to like that club as much as, you know, like, it's a job. We had the we, we had direct comparison of this when we had um, David Cottrell on the podcast quite some time ago now, but he talked about when he signed for Swansea City and how Cardiff fans were giving him grief for it because he's from Cardiff. He was like... I'm just doing a job, mate. I can I can still live at home and I can go to my job, I do my job, get paid for it, and then come home. He was like, it's not far to travel. He was like, I'm not playing for Cardiff City because they haven't come in to buy me. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to Swansea because I can be closer to home. It's the tribalism in football, isn't it? That people forget it is, that, yeah. that that it is it is their job and, and, and a lot of people don't remember that first and we'll just go oh he's from there but he's playing for the rival city like why is he doing that like and, and, imagine if yeah. you walk past mcdonald's if you went in mcdonald's every day and you had a favorite person who worked there and you went to him every day and they gave you food you know thanks mate see you tomorrow every day and then one day he won there and they weren't there. And then when they walked past Burger King and he shifted to Burger King, imagine if you stood outside the doors and just booed him. Because that's I probably it. would. I probably would, yeah. Just boo him because they, they now work at Burger King. <laughs> it just, your fries are shit. Your fries are shit. Don't go to Burger King. Your fries are shit. It's the it's the shit people. but no fans. Shit <laughs> but no fans. I just feel like we're living in a society which needs certain people. It just feels like they have to complain about something. It's the World oh. Cup final. We just watched the World Cup final. It's the one of the best games I've ever seen. And you're complaining because they put a robot. In. Get a life. <laughs> I, mean, I just don't. I'm sorry. It's just there's bigger things to worry about. These people, these are the people who have strokes. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to be this wound up all the time. Life doesn't have to be that difficult. You can choose not to find everything personally offensive. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, sure. um, yeah, my favorite thing about the World Cup was what? That it's only a few days away. Uh, till the Premier League returns. Usually we have to wait a few months. Yeah. Holy shit. It's bad. Hello. There are, there's actual club football happening as we record this, gentlemen. Yeah, there's that Carabao Cup action. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I didn't even know that. My, I, like, my, I saw an ad, a thing come up about Forrest playing Blackburn. I should know who um, my team are playing when. I was like, <laughs> oh, we're playing this week. We're, right. we're playing I one game exactly, on Wednesday. Nope, exactly the same thing happened to me. I uh, Last week, I met up with uh, Mr. Jordan Lloyd, formerly of this podcast, um, for a couple of drinks, a few cheeky ones. Bastard freezing, sat in a beer garden. I won't moan. I'm just saying. <laughs> Wasn't my decision. Just saying. Um, 
Needed a bit to warm you up. Sorry, yeah, he, he, I did. He told me that um, he was like, oh, yeah, but we're put, what, he was like, Wolves are playing this week. I was like, well, you're playing midweek. I was like, everyone's back. Everyone's back. Boxing day. What are you on about? You're in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. I completely forgot the Carabao Cup was a competition that existed, let alone was on now. Yeah, I saw the uh, Burnley United fixture come up on like, one of the apps I follow. And I was yeah. like, oh, there must be a, like a friendly when they come back. Why, why are they playing Burnley? And then I was yeah. like, oh, fuck, Carabao Cup. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. Bo- bo- Boxing Day for the Premier League back. Boxing Day Premier League is my favourite. Less than a week. It's the one of the one of my two favourite weekends of the of of the season is Boxing Definitely. Day. The Boxing Day fixtures is glorious. Um, because it's have you been special. to a Boxing Day fixture live before? No, no. I, I went not. to uh, I've been to Villa Park on Boxing Day before, uh, and it was a fucking class. I would like to uh, go. It was, it was really fucking good. I mean, the. I can't remember who they played. I want to say it was Ch- Chelsea, but I'm not sure. If it was Chelsea, it was when Rafa Benitez was in charge, and uh, they basically just sang "You're a Fat Spanish Waiter" the whole time, which nice. was which was classic. <laughs> um, but it was unbelievable. The, like everyone was, there was just this great vibe. It was completely full as well, which is amazing considering you know that it's Christmas and everyone's busy and stuff. But yeah, I love that it's a, I love that it's like a cornerstone of the. Of the of the Premier League calendar and that yeah and that even though like basically when the calendar comes when the schedule comes out the first thing you look for is opening day final day Boxing Day fixture mm-hmm. don't know why yeah it, it just is and it's so integral to it that um, that it, yeah everyone loves it. it yeah, is, I've been it, to a couple. They they they've got like good atmosphere. They're really special sort of day. Yeah, love it. No, I've I've never been. I've never been. It fits um, squarely into like the three PM Saturday kickoff. That's like a tradition that I don't think should ever be overhauled or overrun. Like I just think it's something that is is really quite special to English football um, that should be kept alive or British football. Sorry, there um, is um, there is another weekend which rivals it for me, which is FA Cup third round weekend. Oh yeah, first weekend. Um, of January. I yeah. do love an FA Cup third round weekend because you get you you get to see right which lower leagues you get the the team that's come up. Oh, back the up, Marine, Marine Spurs game a couple of years ago was class. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, beautiful. Loved, it. loved it. You know, even though we lost it, you get back then. You had Leeds versus Man United at Old Trafford. You know, yeah. when Leeds were in the old League One. Well, the, yeah. The, yeah, they were. Is that the game yeah. that they lot with United lost and Jermaine Beckford? Jermaine Beckford scored. scored. I was in the Stretford I'm end. Really? Uh, I, I was in the Stretford end, and a guy in one of the corporate boxes celebrated the Leeds goal, and he had to be uh, snuck out the stadium because <laughs> the the United fans literally started trying to break through the glass at him. Um, True story. Um, shall, I give a, shall I give us a rundown of the games that are featured? Yeah, let's have a quick um, whip through. Yeah. Okay, so we got uh, starting on Boxing Day, the Premier League returns. Uh, all these fixtures are on Amazon Prime, by the way. Um, the streaming so, services are available, just not if you want to watch the game. <laughs> not if you want to watch Boxing Day football. Uh, 
So we start off at uh, half past 12 on Boxing Day with Brentford Spurs. Um, yeah. And then the 3 p.m. kickoffs after that are uh, Palace, Fulham, Everton, Wolves, Leicester, Newcastle, Saints, Brighton. So we've got El Clasico in there. And then we've got uh, the 5 5.30 kickoff on Boxing Day is Villa, Liverpool which would have been a lot spicier if Gerard hadn't been so shit and got sacked. Yeah. Um, and then at 8pm, we've got a London derby. We've got Arsenal versus West Ham at 8pm. Then on the 27th, we've got Chelsea Bournemouth at half past five. And on 27th, and the eight, evening game, 8pm, the game we're all looking forward to, United v Forest. Yeah. Um, and then the last game on the day after is Leeds uh, Leeds versus Manchester City at 8pm. I said that I was looking forward to them, but fuck me, they've dragged that out a bit, haven't they? You know yeah. That's I don't they could have squeezed that into they could have squeezed that into three days or two days, squeeze it into two and let's get another round going. Yeah, I don't remember them. Get them those players working out. Worked out. I thought there would be a full round it was like a final day affair where you get all ten games on one day. Yeah, definitely. Mm. One set one game yeah. on Boxing Day, you have one game on the twenty sixth, you have one game on the twenty eighth. Then you have a game on the 30th or 30, um, the 30th. 30 then yeah. around the 3rd of January, whatever weekend falls sooner, you then FA have Cup. the first round of the FA Cup. Yeah. Bonkers. From Boxing Day to the first weekend in January, you play four games. That's how it works. Yeah. So um, there's not there's not a load of real tasty fixtures in there. Nah, I think... this, this, then. I, I, on paper, it, it, the problem is as well, we're going into this blind. It's like after COVID. You know, do you know what's an interesting fixture though is uh, United v Forest because Henderson can't play, which means that Hennessy's probably going to have to play. He is. Means, he's going to be. Means, yeah. Which means he's my learned a lot of, about the history of this club. And this yeah. Figure, <laughs> which I mean? means my my prediction of Hennessy never playing football ever again, and that inglorious <laughs> that inglorious exit of his from the, the World Cup is not going to be his last game of football ever played. I kind of, um, this is, Steve, what you've managed to do here is make a Manchester United fan in me want Forrest to get a clean sheet. This is why. <laughs> like, it's become increasingly, yeah. it's become increasingly aware to me that Wales mean more to me than Manchester United. <laughs> couple of, uh, couple of little weird side, uh, or weird, like little tangents. Um, you've got Gary O'Neill's first game in charge as permanent manager against yeah. Chelsea. They'll lose. Right. Quite a stiff, yeah. quite a stiff game. Uh, Saints Brighton is obviously a, a South Coast derby, which will be interesting. Saints. Saints um, then you've got Palace Fulham, which is another London derby, could be interesting. Fulham, um, and also Brentford Spurs as well. Mm, I was going to say Spurs, but very Spursy for Brentford to win that. Do you want to go through and bosh them out? What do you want? What do you think, Mitch? Do you want to give a little predict? Say I can bosh, win? yeah. Yeah, right. it'd be a good segue we'll do... to our twenty. Go on, yeah, go on, Luke. What okay. are you going to say? Go on. No, we were just saying. Yeah, let's do. Let's let's give some. Let's give some in, and then yeah, segue into our predictions. All right, Brentford. This will be a nice one. Brentford Spurs. Spurs. <laughs> Luke. Brent, Brentford. Oh, uh, Palace Fulham. Is anyone writing these down? Yeah, so I'll right. write it down. Palace for me. Okay. Palace Fulham. Fulham. Palace Fulham, Luke. Fulham. Oh. Jesus Everton Wolves. Draw. Uh, Wolves, Lopetegui, new manager bounce. 
Oh yeah, nice. Leicester, Leicester Toon. Draw. Oh, Newcastle. <laughs> Luke's a contrarian here. Saints Brighton. Saints Brighton. Who got Who got the Saints job? Did, didn't they sack who? Who's the manager now? I could not know this, but. But Hasselhoff was sacked, wasn't he? Or did I imagine that? He was no, sacked, he wasn't he? Is it Mark Hughes? No, it's not Mark Hughes. Who the fuck? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I just yeah, got a complete prank. Three of us don't know who the manager is. Didn't they just. Oh, okay. my God, it's Nathan Jones, isn't it? Oh, Nathan of Jones, of course. Um, of course. Oh, no wonder oh, I right, forgot. Right. Nathan Jones. Um, uh, another draw. Draw. I did. Think, I did originally say Saints would win this. I'm yeah. going to. I'll stick with that then. So that. Okay. Uh, Villa Liverpool. 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 <laughs> um, Arsenal West Ham. Arsenal. Arsenal. <laughs> uh, Chelsea Bournemouth. Chelsea. Chelsea. United Forest. Ooh. United. United. <laughs> United. United. <laughs> oh, okay. And Leeds Leeds City. Oh, fuck me, these games City. 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 City, yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. Right. Um, so Gentlemen, how many we're five. gonna give so is this our new year episodes? We're also gonna give some <laughs> predictions. We're gonna look ahead. We're gonna say goodbye to twenty twenty two. We're gonna say good day to twenty twenty three. <laughs> Bonadar, 2023. How many predictions have you got, Mitchell? <laughs> I've got about 12, maybe, maybe more. Wow. 15. Okay, I've got six. <laughs> i got five. Okay, um, uh, I'll... Right, Mitch, if we go then, Mitch, you give one, then I'll give one, then Mitch, give another one, then me, Steve, Mitch, and we'll just do that more. Okay. Mitch, you go first. And then I'll then I can list the rest of mine once you've run out. <laughs> well, I'll start off with an obvious one. Okay. That ro- robot referees will be trialed the KPHL National Soccer League, which, as you all know, is the uh, Kamal Petroleum Holdings Limited National Soccer League in Papua New Guinea. Obviously, uh, I think that they're they're going to trial the robot referees in that league first, just Fine. to test it out. Oh man, I um, can't wait to see that. Mine's mine sort of are all up. I'm going to go with a sensible one. <laughs> a semi. Uh, I think Messi resigns for Barcelona. That's my first one as well. Wow. Oh. I've got Messi will make triumphant, economic defying move back to Barcelona. Wow. That's good. I've got a, can I just give you my, my Messi one then? She's yeah. from Messi. I said he's going to wear his bisht in one of the Champions League games. I think he's going to wear it in in one of the games, but could be for Barca. Uh, my 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 second prediction then is that consumed by the envy of Lionel Messi now having a World Cup winners medal, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, who at this point will be playing his football in Saudi Arabia, uh, will just basically combust uh, as he, he, will, he will go he. <laughs> He, he will start having interview after interview, basically like Diana did towards the end, you know, when she was constantly on the telly, you can get her off. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he, she, he's oh going to just God. be, and then he's going to do his, he's going to do his ACL, 
he will it will kill his career. He'll get massively fat. <laughs> and he'll become and he'll become fat Ronaldo Mark too. Oh, what he a will. story that would be. That would be incredible. How would differentiate them then? They're both fat Ronaldo. <laughs> They're both fat Ronaldo. It would then have to be it Brazilian. Would be Portuguese Ronaldo. Ronaldo and Brazilian Ronaldo. Yeah. Right, yeah. All right, uh, my next one is the Newcastle squad will be told against their will to feature in an ad campaign for Saudi World Cup bid. Uh, cue awkward images of uh, Trippier and Pope in traditional Arab clothing looking very, very uncomfortable. I genuinely thought you would say that the Newcastle squad were going to be shot. Then I can't <laughs> That no. could happen. I could see that. The, the advert, I mean, not the shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Just clarify that. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've got two. I'll throw two quick Argentinian ones at you. Go on, on, uh, uh, Gianni Infantino will feel Argentinian. Yeah, and Emmy <laughs> Martinez will win an Emmy and change his name to Emmy Martinez. Nice. Uh, I've got an Emmy Martinez one. I reckon he. he I reckon he signs for for Jose Mourinho because Jose Mourinho needs to see that this man is made to be in his team. Um, and they don't hit it off very well. They clash, and basically they both end up dead. <laughs> <laughs> and These that's... are getting decidedly more morbid. <laughs> they, that's basically what happens. They're both they're both corpses. Uh, come the end, I don't understand how Mourinho hasn't signed Martinez before. Like <laughs> the ultimate shit house player. With the ultimate shit house manager, it's just yeah, a match made in heaven, surely. I, w- I will say that I think Martinez's shit house inability has only really come to the light since he's played for Argentina and been under the, been under spotlight a little bit more. I don't remember seeing this much shit house behaviour in sub appearances for Arsenal in cup runs. He wasn't like this at fucking Reading. That's the thing. He did, he did it when Fernand, when Fernandez missed that penalty at Old Trafford, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, he mugged, did that little celebration. That was the first glimpse. It was that first glimpse of what was possible mm. for him. Yeah, Steve, what's your oh. next prediction? Um, I've got Brentford slipped down the table after Ivan Tony betting ban uh, is held up and he's uh, and ban- when he's banned for the rest of the season. Especially when he goes double or nothing with the judge. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, will he, will he bet on, will, will Tony bet on Brentford to slide down the table because he yeah. isn't able to play? Um, but I think that one's even better than he was. Give me that one. Uh, I've got, I reckon that Antonio Conte ends up headbutting Daniel Levy when he refuses to sanction the signing of four more fullbacks that will not possibly fucking play football. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a Conte one as well. I've got Conte loses his hair after Spurs become too Spursy and miss out on Europe slash silverware slash insert other abject failure here. Interesting. We have got probably about 90 seconds left of tape, FYI, gentlemen. Mitch, hit me with him. <laughs> FIFA extends the number of teams in the 2026 World Cup to 2026. Um, um, Infantino feels it in his fingers. He feels it in his toes. Uh, Steve gets gainful employment on a sex hotline. Luke gets asked to do more murders. 
Uh, my prediction of 2023 will be looser than Cassie on a night out. What do you get when you cross <laughs> ITV's The Tipping Point with the to- Intertoto Cup? You've just imagined Gabosh, the new UEFA Super League for B teams across Europe. Um, Salt Bay goes missing only to be found three weeks later strewn up by his cock in an Argentinian back alley and the last one just says Daniel Sturridge and I don't know why I put that I just nice. put Daniel Sturridge I've only got, oh, one, I've got one more I've got one more Go on, qualification then. qualification for the Nations League will extend to sides with players demonstrating the greatest historical record of success on the game Roller Coaster Tycoon Steve, you literally got five <laughs> seconds. I got my last one is Michael. His daughter Gemma selling swim shorts that are also football shorts, but it tanks and he has to sell all his horses. I've only got one more, and it is Jack Grealish gets his knob out. <laughs> well, if that's not a way to end end the last podcast, of thank you for listening. Water. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, you beautiful. Bunch Merry of Christmas. <laughs> I can get Is that, that possible one week? Can you just set it up so someone's behind you the entire time playing a didgeridoo?